Hello, welcome to the NCT podcast, a black and citizen podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Tara. And I'm Kat, and boy, do we have an episode for you. Yeah, it's a, uh, it's, it's something because um, <laughs> everything that we thought was going to happen in the last two weeks, uh, based on what we recorded last time, boy, were we wrong. Yeah. We were so wrong. Yeah. But before we get into that, let's just do some, you know, casual NCT updates. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to the uh, continuing barrage of birthdays. Happy birthday, Johnny. Um, happy birthday, Jungwoo. Happy birthday, Doyoung. Happy birthday, Ten. And that other guy. Happy birthday, Jaehan. Wow. <laughs> I'm so fake because I'm the one who wrote that like atrocious. I'm sorry. Yes, I'm sorry. Everybody, please go check out our Twitter because Tara writing soliloquies <laughs> about literally what Jayhan means to her. You're gonna sit up here and say that other guy, please. I was dramatic, but I wasn't that dramatic with Johnny. Like I said, I the I feel so conflicted all the time because it's like i hate and yet i love and yet i hate and yet i love isn't Um, that love anyways you know i was told that love was not supposed to be difficult um maybe i was lied to who knows every little like literal reference to love is love and hate together so i don't know what you're talking about whoever told you that lied to you yeah, but it's like he's not supposed to be a real person. Like his entire personality was just like ripped out of like AO3 fan fiction tropes. <laughs> like of course he has a six pack and collects records and makes stupid jokes and is a dork but looks like that. Of course. Of course. Like, no, this is not supposed to be a real person. I guess the only thing that I can continue to, like, remind me that he is, you know, not perfect is that he has no ass. Maybe the front is bigger than the back, so it balances out. Who knows? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that was on Valentine's Day, and uh, Ten's birthday is coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, so... We have that to look forward to closing out our uh, barrage of February born NCT boys. Um, Shout out to NCT Dream for their official world tour, uh, the Dream Show 2. Is that the title? Yes. Um, Kicking off in Asia, and they'll be coming here. Whether or not we'll be going is contingent on us having no money. Yeah, I'm gonna, y'all, <laughs> the end of 2022, like, 
fucked me up. I'm like highly debating going and y'all know I'm a dream zen like undercover because y'all are insane. But I like the possibility of Wavy also coming, Beyonce tickets, all this other like there's just so much going on right now that I really have to pick and choose. I also live in one of the most expensive cities in the world. So it's just it's rough right now. I'll let you know if I end up going, but I'm not going to Tara. I'm not going to make you fly here so you can go. I mean, I do want to go because I do enjoy Dream. Mm. It's not that, like, I hate them, but I moved in December of last year, and I've just been really kind of crawling out of all the debt I went into to move. So uh, it it really just depends. And like you said, Beyonce tickets, even though I did not sign up for pre-sales, so I don't know what the chances are mm-hmm. of me going at this point. But um, we'll see yeah and also wavy like you said and then shiny is trying to make moves too yeah and super m it's like girl we don't i don't know super m i don't, I don't when, have money like that exactly when super m comes back they're definitely doing another world tour that's their thing they're like an international group so they're definitely coming um i know for a fact that if wavy comes to the u.s it's going to be probably the only time in the next 10 years that they're going to come. So same with Shiny. Like, Shiny hasn't been back to the U.S. since they were doing fan meets. Um, so, and then SM Town might be a thing. It's just so much. There's so much pending on the docket that I don't want to say, you know what? Yes, I'm going to commit to this. And then something else that has, like, that's, like, limited... Mm-hmm. you know because my faves in dream tour with 127 so you know i got to see them and you know what you know what you know who needs to stay the fuck home mm. covid covid19 yeah stay home you're done yeah you had your run y'all think let's, covid let's is over i literally had covid two months ago it is not over but but i'm just saying like you know who needs to chill out and stay gone Mm-hmm. that hoe that she you had a good run sis it's time to yeah it's time to retire yeah it's but time. for real stay safe out there y'all i don't know that i will ever go to a concert without a mask on at this point it's just uh, it's just too much but um not to dwell on that too much but uh, i'm just hopeful that we can get back into the season of live music and that your girl will finally get her back fixed so that it won't be so painful um so yeah there's that um other updates speaking of jaehyun the behind the scenes jacket shoot for ao was released and do we really have to talk I about this? I guess this was their <laughs> horror era because Jaehyun, Johnny, uh, Jungwoo, and Taeyong just decided, oh, we'll just be skins and shirts for this little quick football game. And I'm just like, none of that was necessary, actually. Why did you do that? <laughs> I'm just tired of them, to be honest. Like, there was no reason for any of that. Like, why am i glad that it happened absolutely love that for me um but yeah, you know I, yeah. the footage of jaehyun 
smiling and the sunglasses and the fu- fuck him actually uh, disrespectfully like, just, fuck you jayhan it's physical pain Mm-mm. physical pain and my friends keep sending me the photos randomly like hey <laughs> hope you haven't moved on in your day from this because i haven't like why would you do that to me it- why would you do that Praying for your downfall. Literally. You know, I am a strong, independent black woman who doesn't <laughs> need a man. And yet. It, in a battle of who would win between me and a bread faced 25 year old man, I'm losing. I've lost. Well. I'm not very far off, so I'm right there with you. Yeah, speaking of your trouble, uh, shout out to Johnny, who has made yet another Fashion Week appearance, this time for, how do you say his name? Tom Tom Brown? Brown. Fuck that man. Yeah, uh, apparently the designer sucks uh, in terms of personality, but uh, my personal favorite moment is the fact that Johnny was seated with black royalty queen. Literally, I was living for this. Again, fuck that man. But the seating was like perfect. Queen Latifah, Lil Nas X. I forget who else, but it was just in- Pusha T. Pusha T. Oh my, yes. Oh my God. By the way, go leave Pusha T nice Instagram comments because he's getting dragged and that's not okay. Um, yeah, I'm really, I'm really glad that in citizens are doing that because yeah, that was so weird because where he's demasculated just because he wore clothes to a fashion yeah. event. Like, yeah. fellas, is it gay to wear clothes? Like, what are we saying? Fucking insane. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was really great. Love that Johnny was here. Unfortunately, I'm a working girl <laughs> and could not go. Um, it was at Hudson Yards. Um, it was at uh, you know the shed. You know Hudson Yards. You know the where the hive is and like that area, like right in front. Mm-hmm. That's where it was apparently. Yeah, like, my friend yeah. was there. Well, she's like an acquaintance, like a friend of a friend. I've only spent like a few hours with her before the last time I was in Los Angeles, which is a while ago. I need to make a trip out there soon. Mm -hmm. But um, she was there and she was seated behind Johnny. So I told her. Oh, awesome. Introduce yourself if you can, because he's a cool guy. What if you just like, but I think she was too busy for oh. her. I think she was too busy in the end because uh, I think she was doing photos for Lil Nas X. So. Oh, yeah, she was probably busy, but I hope they got to meet because that would be so cool. Um, yeah. Yeah. So apparently. And then you would be in three degrees separation of Johnny. Listen. And I've said this to everybody. As much as I love the Neos, as much as I love Johnny, I would never want them to know that I am a breathing human. I Ever. agree, though, on, uh, so, for, for other reasons. But I, I agree that, like, I do not wish to be perceived right. by my face, I don't, actually. I don't want to be perceived by strangers, let alone <laughs> NTT. <laughs> Seriously. So, like, I just, like, great. They, I know they exist. I think they're great. I don't want them to know that there is some bitch in Brooklyn 
living her life <laughs> that stands them. I don't want them to know that. I just want them to go about their happy little lives, doing the little dance and singing and be happy. That's all I want. With any any idol, any group, any famous person, actually. I don't need y'all to know that I exist. That's that's fine. I'm okay with that. Um, but yeah, he looked really good. Um, I need SM to start fucking vetting these designers that these they're sending these people to because fuck Tom Brown. Um, well, SM got bigger problems. So. At this, yeah, at this mo- moment, SM does have bigger problems. But I'm saying, like in general, like like imagine yeah. them sending somebody to fucking Balenciaga. Like read the room. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and this kind of goes back to what we had said before, which is that SM would really benefit from having more staff on hand Mm. available for these types of things. But unfortunately, they're reaching a huge, massive roadblock with all of that. But we'll get to that later. Speaking of other fashion-related NCT things, uh, Jeno also got a thing mm-hmm. i don't it, did he go to milan is that what what's going on no so <laughs> no because dreams having dreams having their concerts right now um in japan i believe mm-hmm. um okay yeah so he didn't go so to he milan, didn't go but, but he did like, get like a special thing yes with, with yeah. uh that company that i've never heard of but they're known for bags and shoes and accessories wait what company and that's no shade i've never i i just literally never heard i have to look it up i don't remember what company is it do you do you know do you Uh, i don't i don't know i'm sorry okay hold on i saw it and i bookmarked it and then i was like oh this this is great and i retweeted it but then i forgot about it um, and it wasn't that long ago. It was just a few days ago, right? Yeah. I just don't remember the name. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. I mean, I'll find it eventually, but keep going. Oh, uh, Ferragamo. Yeah. Salvatore Ferragamo. There you go. Okay. Yeah. I knew it, I tweeted it. Yeah, it. I thought it started with a... I thought it started with a B. That's where I was off. Ferragamo. Mm-hmm. Sure. Congratulations, uh, Jeno. Um, other things was some photos of Wavy for Bizarre came out, I believe. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, the Neos are just doing a lot of fashion stuff, uh, which, by the way, to come to you as one of your own, Taeyong F's, when are y'all going to realize that Taeyong's priority is not fashion? Mm -hmm. Does he love fashion? Absolutely. Is he always serving looks? Of course. Does he look great in pictorials? Absolutely. Is he prioritizing fashion events? No, he never has. So like, at some point, y'all got to realize that's just not something he wants to do. And I mentioned this too, because what was Taeyong doing instead of New York Fashion Week, like many of y'all complained about, he was in the goddamn studio. Mm. So I need y'all to not be like Dadanis and just recognize who your fave is. Like, if this was something that he really wanted to do, it would be done. And also, Taeyong has also been point, very honest himself. 
about yeah. what he wants out of his career, what he wants out of life in general. So unless he's straight up saying he's like he's unhappy, which he has done before. Like mm-hmm. Taeyong is one of those that's like, fuck the managers. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I'm going to say whatever I want. Especially when he gets blasted. Mm-hmm. So I just I but I just personally have always felt like if he if that was something that he really wanted to do, he would do it. But to me, his priorities has always been making music. Hence him deciding to be in the studio right now while one two seven is on their break. Mm-hmm. So chill out, relax. <laughs> yeah. Um speaking of Taeyong in the studio, he was with Zayson. Um, and Zayson did not allow him to spoil what they're working on, so I'm sure we'll hear from them in the near future about what that was. Yeah, we'll we'll see. I'm sure it's coming out soon. They wouldn't have, you know, said anything if it wasn't soon soon. Yeah, I believe it's probably for his SoundCloud just because of, you know, how SM is really weird about collabs and stuff. So especially around this time. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Anyway, uh, what else? Wavy is continuing on with their fan meet stuff, mm-hmm. and that was really cute. Seeing them, um, sort of being surprised at how many people showed up for their most recent fan meet. Um, also, NCT Dream best friend ever dance rehearsal and the song itself came out. Um, so yeah, check that out. I haven't heard it. Have you heard it? Um, a little bit, not a ton. It's like when I get a break at work, I like run to the bathroom and try and catch up with things. (laughs) And then I'm like, oh, I got a meeting. Gotta go. So I haven't really caught up tomorrow will be since I have it off. Fuck the presidents, but happy president's day. Um, I am going to watch all the content, listen to all the music, see all the things. Tomorrow is the day. So ask me on Tuesday. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe we should do a reaction because since you haven't seen it yet Mm -hmm. and I haven't seen it yet. Um, other stuff was that Tail had another OST release for the Netflix show Love to Hate You. Mm-hmm. Well, there's that love and hate thing again. Uh, the song is called Lovey Dovey, so you can go listen to that, and, it'll, and it's probably in the show, so there you go. Um, Shotaro and Sungchan were many one two of the many neos who did official valentine's day greetings which were all put on tiktok so if you're looking to simp it's there Mm -hmm. for you on tiktok uh what else that's the major stuff besides the main story of today yeah um let me think if there's anything else oh and tens time in paris there was the behind the scenes release Mm -hmm. of that um for him in saint laurent saint laurent i don't know how to say it i'm sorry i (laughs) no it's you sounded great um i don't like (laughs) ysl i don't like saint laurent so 
as an like aesthetically there's nothing wrong with the designers i'm not gonna say anything like that but he looked great that's all that i cared about i have a lot of fashion opinions i'm sorry y'all don't listen to me (laughs) oh and uh nct won a couple of chart circle chart music awards including uh one for Universe, the third album, and uh, just like a group award of some kind. Yeah, it's not clear based on the photos, but they did win some stuff, and Do Young was there to accept. So um, that happened as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, that just reminded me of the rise I've seen in Separatists lately. I'm just like... Oh, yeah. And I knew this was going to happen. Like, I knew... we. I think we said it in a past episode that that's probably what's coming back. Don't y'all remember how stupid y'all looked? How embarrassing that was for y'all? Like, don't you remember? Like, uh, and why? I think this all stems from the fact that, like... Some stupid person tweeted, oh, don't bring the regular NCT bong to Wavy's fan me. And I'm just like, when are we going to grow the fuck up and recognize that, like, literally does not matter? Literally. I've seen Luna light sticks at, con- like, at NCT concert. I saw a twice candy bong. <laughs> like, it's all fun. Like, it doesn't fucking matter like nobody cares as long as it's green like fine like you could i've even seen people who was who was the um there was a k season e that brought a fucking celery stock another one brought a lemon like (laughs) i don't know it's 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 just irritating because like And the very basis of all of this is this idea that, like, you're not a real fan if you don't have this very specific merch, which is always going to be super fucking classist because, like, girl, ain't nobody got all the money in the world to be spending on every single light stick. Like, maybe they're a Super M fan who got into NCT through Super M, so they have Super M's light stick and can't afford to buy an NCT bong or the leak bong, so they just bring their Super M light stick. Does that take away from the fact that 10 is in both groups? No. No. So just shut up. Like It's It's so privileged, and it's so, like, high horse E like get over yourself if i showed up with a, a neo bong to the nct fan meet what the fuck are you gonna do you're gonna kick my ass i'd like to see you try right that's the other thing too people are always is talking big shit on the internet but they're not gonna do anything yeah. in person to you so like just shut up like be quiet and then you know all this hooping and hollering about leak bongs you know, we're still getting NCT 2023. So, like, yeah, let it go. Just just give up. Hang it up. It's over. Wavy is NCT. You've been embarrassed multiple times. By now. the members like, themselves, by the way. Like, <sighs> like, what are we? <laughs> why are we still doing this? It's just lit. I think my favorite quote retweet on that was like, we're doing this in the the year of our lord 2023 like weirdos i don't like and i also like i don't understand why 
separating them from a group that they're clearly in is so important. Like, what does that add to the narrative? Like, what, what is it? Like, honestly, like, if, if y'all want things to look good in your favor, they might as well be in NCT because y'all could be saying they're not getting enough as the other units. So, I don't understand. Like, it's like be mad about that. I don't know. Separating separating Wavy from NCT does not benefit you in any shape in any way, shape, or form, especially considering what's going on right now. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Y'all are fucking weird, but whatever. Yeah, priorities. Didn't I say that recently to you? Yeah. Like, if there's one thing stands are gonna do is worry about the wrong thing at the mm-hmm. wrong time. Yeah. Yeah. Like what was what that is was there... about um Mize going after Johnny <laughs> for no goddamn reason. Because yeah. he didn't know what, what the metaverse was. First of all, you fucking dumbasses. The metaverse wasn't created by SM or Kwangya. That was created by Meta, aka Facebook. So I don't know why you're mad that Johnny doesn't know something about Facebook. Get it together. And this is and this just all goes back to like people just reaching and creating things out of thin air because First of all, he never mentioned Espa by name, so that was weird that Mize jumped on that. Like, he literally just said he didn't know what the metaverse was. Secondly, he didn't say anything about it being a negative. He just said he didn't understand it. So, like... Like, I'm sure most of y'all don't either, so... Nobody understands Kwangya. Nobody... Not even Espa understands fucking Kwangya. Nobody understands it. Half of y'all don't even want it so espa is not only kwangya espa is a group of talented girls that don't need to be singing about trees and co2 oh. <laughs> and novice like they don't novice is debuting like she's left kwangya let espa is be novice espa still debuting? at this point oh, i wonder yeah i'm like I don't know if anything that was announced in the SM3 3.0 plan applies anymore. Um, but yeah, so let's get into this. If unless you have other NCT updates, um, I'm trying to think. I think we, I think we got everything. Um, yeah. So let's talk about the latest episode of Succession. Yeah. Oh, and also just one one little quick shout out to NCT One Two Seven for once again selling a million copies this time with the AO repackage. Go you! Thank God we finally got that. Let me shut up. Yeah. Okay. So, as you know, or if you, again, the reason why we decided slash I bulldozed Cat into making this episode about this is how is just asking me bulldozing. I mean, I felt like I was being imposing. <laughs> no, you just said, hey, you want to talk about this? I was like, yeah. <laughs> Everything, you're um, fine. <laughs> okay, so then w- it's fine. It's fine. Um, so if you're not on Twitter, which we do have listeners who are not on Twitter, um, you have 
probably limited scope as to what the fuck is going on at SM Entertainment. Mm. Like, if I can find that TikTok sound that's like, and tonight, what is going on? (laughs) 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 Because the amount of shit that has happened in the past two weeks and the amount of information dumps that have come out of both Chris Lee and SM Entertainment in general is baffling (laughs) Mm -hmm. and so you probably have no idea what's going on and none of it makes sense so we're here to try to make sense of it for you plus the added benefit of both of us having over a decade in corporate slash startup culture so we can give you some you know background tea uh thoughts opinions about this information about what's going on also I want to give a special shout out to one of my mutuals who is a lawyer and also a seasonee who gave me a lot of information about this whole thing from a lawyer's perspective. So, yeah. Yes. Let's get started. So, as we were just talking about, it's really unclear of whether or not the SM 3.0 like 12 point plan that was released on YouTube is going to apply at all anymore because within 48 hours of that video dropping, Kaukau and SM announced a strategic alliance. And then Lee Suman stepped up to the plate and said, LOL, y'all are not allowed to do that. I'm suing you. (laughs) (laughs) And so what that means specifically, because I know when Stan Twitter got a hold of it, it just turned into how is is Lee Suman suing his own company? Basically, he thought that it was illegal for Kaukau, which is this huge Korean conglomerate, um, you may know of the app cow cow talk but they have lots of other things um including starship which put a pin in that because that's going to come up later um he believed that it was illegal for them to sell shares of the company to cow cow because they would be essentially creating those shares to give to them without informing lee suman who is currently the largest share owner of sm entertainment So as a result of that lawsuit, the strategic alliance with Kakao was put on hold and now it will go to the courts and whether they believe that this was some sort of backdoor deal to create shares and go around Lee Suman. Lee Suman didn't stop there though. Basically this man said, y'all go low, I'm going to hell. And the next thing he did was announce that he is going to sell all but 2% of his shares to HYBE Entertainment. Now, if you're not familiar with HYBE, because we don't mention that company on this podcast for good reason, (laughs) um, HYBE is the now current conglomerate owner of Big Hit Entertainment, which gives you BTS, as well as Adore, which is the you know, new jeans, new wave, smash hit, uh, rookie girl group, and uh, also Pletus Entertainment, which is where Seventeen is, and various other business interests. So, 
upon announcement of this I'm selling my shares to Hype thing, basically Chris Lee has like, oh, you going to hell? I'm going to hell with you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Chris Lee released two separate YouTube videos explaining how Lee Suman is basically crazy. I mean, we already knew that to a certain degree, the, although Kat really can't say these things half the time. I would like because... to continue breathing for the rest of the episode, please. Thank you. <laughs> um, and crazy in the sense that, A, Lee Suman had some wild-ass plan to, like, create these sort of KCON-esque uh, casinos slash entertainment, you know, places where SM idols would perform and you could do drugs there. I, it was it was really wild. <laughs> but K-pop and weed. My two favorite yeah. things. <laughs> Let me shut up. It was it was really wild the way that um people were interpreting what Chris was saying about Lee Suman's plans. Uh and these things were all gonna be done overseas, by the way. But also one of the biggest things that really sort of sent Stan Twitter into a frenzy was Chris Lee said that the reason why Espa's comeback was delayed was because Lee Suman had instructed Yu Young Jin as well as the writing and pr- the writers and producers at SM to focus all major song releases on climate change sustainability topics. Basically creating, you know, Earth Song by Michael Jackson, but in the form of a K-pop group. Now if you paid attention to the SMCU Palace concert, literally you the presentation this... at the beginning, yes, where we were all looking around like, um, what's going on? This was the payment. Like what? the concert was free, but the payment was sitting through a seventy-five slide deck on sustainability that. I, there was a random white couple on there. Like I was like, who are these people? And you know, in hindsight, I feel like Lee Sumon, so this is an opinion that I have, just by the way, this is not a fact, it's just an opinion. In hindsight, I feel that that was Lee Sumon trying to sort of issue his proof of concept mm-hmm. to usher in this new era at SM. Oh, well, everybody in the background was looking at that man like, bro, what are you talking about? True. <laughs> like, and we're not doing this. It's very, here's the thing. It's very clear, especially with the big three, I find that um, there is, there's a lot of ego, obviously, involved. You know, you run one of the biggest mm-hmm. entertainment companies in South Korea, let alone the world like these companies are making more revenue than a lot of the companies here in the u.s um because of the system and because they can count on the system to make money but i think it's so funny that jyp is basically like a cult leader lee suman has his cult of trees and sustainability like yg um so yeah why why do you got lots of problems yeah Um. so it's a consistent (laughs) fact that these 
the CEOs of these entertainment companies in effort to move their companies forward, they tend to turn a little to the dark side and trying to do some illegal, not illegal things. So am I surprised any of this is happening? No. But I also think it's really important to discuss how we got here because none of this materialized overnight. Like this stuff has been going on even before Chris Lee was even involved. Chris Lee was, wasn't always co-CEO. He worked in the on the music side for a lot of his career before Lee Suman decided to not peace out, but take a step back, which I honestly don't think he did willingly. And I think that's what added yeah. to this because mm-hmm. he's like, you already mm-hmm. did this to me once and you're trying to do this to me again. Fuck y'all. So I wanted to talk about yeah. a little bit like how we kind of got here because a lot of the major stuff happened way back in like 2021. End of 2020, I want to say. And like beginning yeah. of 2021, um, when Lee Suman was like, I'm going to sell my stake in SM. And everybody was like, pause. What? What do you mean? Right. Are, are you insane? So, yeah. So if in case you weren't around in K-pop then or you've forgotten, uh, Lee Suman made this announcement about selling his shares and pretty much every major company that could afford to buy his stake in SM was interested. Mm-hmm. That includes Kakao, that includes Hive, that includes CJ Entertainment. Yes. Um, all the major players were interested. For some reason, though, nothing ever came of it. Seems like CJ bowed out because of some uh, tax investigations from the KTS, which put a pin in that because tax problems are definitely a big part here. Mm-hmm. And also because Lee Simon didn't seem very serious about it. Uh, it was just kind of like a tentative, like, let me just see, you know, what's going on, which I think the reason he did that um, and again, this, I, I'm going to preface all my opinions here just so like, you know, that this is an opinion and not a fact. Um, very important distinctions that Stan Twitter does not understand. <laughs> my opinion is that the reason why Lee Simon put those feelers out is because A, he knew that they were trying to get rid of him. And B, he knew that he could bolster SM stocks if he claimed he was going to sell. Right. Which would have been important around that time because literally everyone was in the red because of the pandemic. Right. So I think it's kind of really important also, this is also an opinion, is that um, I know a lot of people don't know that Chris Lee is Lee Suman's nephew. Um, and it, this is also a cultural thing, right? So Korea tends to keep... C-level and board of directors positions within families. Um, A lot of companies are like that. Samsung is like that. I'm sure Kakao is like that. Like, it's just a thing that they do. So I, which comes into play later because of the back and forth that we've gotten in the past couple weeks with Lee Suman saying that he's hurt and Chris Lee is like, "Mm, why are you, why are you hurt? Um, you've been stealing money for uh, from SM for forever. But anyways. Um, yes. 
back to the timeline yes. here. So after it seems like Lee Suman was, you know, just, LL, just kidding, I'm not selling my, sh- my uh, you know, shares in this company, this new investor pops up named Align Partners. This investment group, uh, they've been sketched from day one. I'll just say that. Because, and, and the reason why they've been suspicious, at least in my opinion, is because they popped up and were making massive demands about uh, SM Entertainment governance or the way that uh, power and distribution and management was going on, despite only having something like 2% invested in SM. And so as a corporate girly, uh, me and Kat can tell you, when you work at a company that is a public, publicly sold company, usually the amount of influence you have over the direction of company is directly, directly proportionate to the amount of shares you own of that company. Um, and this is regardless of whether or not you are on the board of directors or you are officially staffed. And I make this important point, too, because Lee Suman has not been technically staffed at SM for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Um, in particular, he was basically just the head of Like Planning, which is his own company, and he had these shares in SM. But because he has majority stake in SM, he still had a lot of power and influence in the company. And that's important to remember when you start to think about the players who are trying to take over his stake in the company. Because it's not some sort of benevolent like, oh, we just want to like buy the shares and the company can govern itself. We just want the money. That almost never happens when a company buys that majority stake in another company. They're not just going to be, you know, letting you willy-nilly do what you were doing before. They're going to have influence. To me, this is what it seems like because I've worked in finance and I've seen this happen before to, granted, smaller companies because companies like Align Align Partners and other private equity companies that come in, essentially come in, scramble egg everything, sell and leave... It usually, I think I've said this before, it usually happens with, you know, startups that are not doing well, um, mid-level companies that are also like not doing well, which SM on paper was doing well. And I think that's because they reported mostly their profits and not really what they were giving to Lee Suman, but we'll get to that later. Um, mm-hmm. Put a pin in Yeah, there. which is a big reason why like planning is no longer a thing with SM. Um, I think that what ended up happening is that Align Partners was probably brought on by the co-CEOs, given free reign, um, and by probably some board members that were unhappy uh, with what was going on. I think a lot of people in SM that, not necessarily employees, but a lot of C-level people wanted Lee Sumon out. That's why they, I feel, my opinion, they pushed him out in 2010, and that's why he backed off. Um, and Align Partners had that backing and felt like they could come in and report on ed- everything and anything because someone had to give them access to that. They didn't. They technically didn't have 
the, like you said, the shares to be able to make these majority decisions. So I think that with the backing of the co-CEOs, which was probably their first step in, you know, this hostile, quote unquote, hostile takeover. Um, and they, they did point out that, Hey, you know, maybe it's, it's kind of going to look bad that Lee Suman is not only getting paid from SM Entertainment, but he's also getting paid from like planning, which is important to note because like planning literally was Lee Suman's privately held company and they would produce all creative content for SM Entertainment music videos it was everything almost 30 percent of sm revenue went directly to like planning i think in 2021 or 2022 some crazy number like right so imagine you are working for a company and then you also have your side hustle and you're getting paid from that company but you're also having your side hustle and they contract your side hustle to also work. So not only are you getting paid directly from the company, your other business is also getting paid for this co- from this company. It just looks bad. I will agree with like with Align Partners on this. It does look like a conflict of interest and it does look really bad. It was also creating a lot of problems with distribution for artists and a lot of issues with we've always had music video issues where music videos we went through an era with sm artists where they would tweet out oh the video will be up two hours later than we set like things like that um we went through a period of time where like planning wasn't really pulling its weight so i understand yes where aligned partners came in and was like mm, you got you kind of have to you know cut ties um, and I, yeah. I get that. I, and then also, but on the other end, it's like, like planning is literally solely responsible for the SM sound that we've all come to love. So it's kind of like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's kind of like a, a give and take of, you know, they're draining, <laughs> they're siphoning money into Lee Suman's pocket. But at the same time, Lee Suman is kind of a musical genius in that way in production. So it's yes. kind of one of those so- things. Yeah, so here's the thing, and this is going to be my opinion. Um, I think all roads lead back to this issue of Lee Suman double and even triple dipping Mm -hmm. in terms of his own personal pockets being lined while the company was still, you know, struggling with things like staffing and other purchases being necessary to keep the company afloat. Mm -hmm. Now, this is important two to note that until last year sm was in the red um and in the red just means they were taking on a lot of debt and not making it making up for in revenue Mm -hmm. largely due to the pandemic and the inability to profit from concerts which uh i another thing that needs to be i think stated as background is that Album sales are not the majority revenue driver for mm-hmm. SM Entertainment. Are they good indicators of, you know, investment in a K-pop group? Absolutely. It's always going to be beneficial to have a K-pop group that can sell a million copies as just like a standard. But it's not the only way that this company was making money. And it's not the major contributors as far as money is concerned. Uh, 
they really it's the other stuff it's touring it's concerts it's uh cf deals it's brand deals all of these things contribute to revenue and are important parts um which is why the whole everybody freaking out about um what's going to happen to my fave because they don't sell a million copies you can calm down because Mm -hmm. that's only part of the picture now back to my original opinion that Lee Suman is really the root of all evil here in terms of his greed is that eventually it gets revealed by Chris Lee that Lee Suman is not only, you know, profiting in this double way through like planning, he's also skimming off the top, Mm -hmm. like just straight up skimming off the top on top of his already, you know, contracted amount, like, from specifically from groups wavy espa and super m so the number chris stated was like six percent which i need to mention here chris lee and all of his recent you know info drops need to be taken with a grain of salt because it's very clear that he's doing this to create a certain image around lee suman and he will benefit from that if he can make Lee Suman look like the true you know bad guy he benefits from that especially because he was co-CEO and so he had to know about this stuff Mm -hmm. right like he couldn't have you know just not known and that's why I'm going to insert another opinion here (laughs) my opinion is that essentially Align Partners became knowledgeable of everything that was going on and kind of forced Chris's hand in the sense that like we're going to expose all of this stuff going on if you don't get rid of Lee Suman. So um I think it was this is this is going to be my opinion on Chris Lee because I've mm-hmm. seen the way he moves, I've seen the tantrums he he's thrown online. I think that in giving aligned partners the free reign to do what they needed to do. He knew these things were going on for a very long time, but he's like, okay, if I'm going to do this, I have to have this on paper and it can't come from me because then it's going to be like, oh, you know, he's just trying to get Lee Suman mm. out, blah, blah, blah. There's no weight there, really. There's really not a lot of weight. Mm. Lee Suman still holds so much power with NSM. You bring in a third party that has nothing to do with SM because there have been other companies brought in before, but they've all had some sort of tie with SM or they've known Lee Suman or things like that. He said, let's bring in someone that we don't know. Here's the proof. Now we can, you know, get him out, do whatever we need to do and bring SM into this new SM 3.0 type deal. So in my opinion, I think that's what happened because yeah, Chris is happy see, about this. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. I just wanted to, you know, pose a question. It's like, should we believe everything that Chris has said? Given Oh, absolutely not. That man is weird. Yeah. That whole family, except for Sunny. Sunny, you yeah. sweet angel baby. I love you. Yeah, so 
in his sort of info drops, which were two YouTube videos on his personal account, and he was wearing an NCT 127 shirt, which... Which was really cute, by the way. Why have we never seen that shirt drop? Fuck you, Chrisley, once again. <laughs> Bro, I gotta say, like, I, this is something I still have no idea what's up with that. Which is that every time Chris Lee has thrown a tantrum, NCT has been adjacent yeah. to him. So I'm not sure if he's like signaling to the Neos like, hey, I got your back. Or <laughs> I don't know what's going on there. I know a lot of seasonies were mad because they feel that this is, you know, degrading the image of NCT by having him sort of signaling to them all the time. Yeah, it's fine. Um, like, this man <laughs> probably <laughs> grabbed a shirt from his closet with a bunch of junk in it and put it on. It's fine. It's okay. We're fine. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so funny. Um, but yeah, so in his, you know, sort of tantrums, uh, there were three major points. Uh, the Espa one I mentioned, and then it was that Lee Suman was literally skimming off the top. Some to some degree of like, I think 6% is the number that he used. Mm -hmm. And then the third thing was that Lee Suman B of A in Texas, which we knew that. So <laughs> does anybody have the number to Interpol? Right, I bet you Interpol officers are seeing all this go down and being like, I had him! <laughs> no, I had him! How did y'all drop the ball like that? I just want to know, because you, y'all, Interpol, you're supposed to be like the best of the best. And you let one man get away and now we have to suffer. Yeah, so speaking of Interpol and the, you know, sort of history of Lee Suman's uh, tax evasion slash embezzlement crimes. Uh, embezzle? To supplement Chris... <laughs> embezzle? Embezzle! Sorry. Embezzle! <laughs> I know. <laughs> I feel like we are, both of our mutuals posted that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but... Dispatch has released 149 points explaining how SM basically stole Christmas. Or, <laughs> to be more specifically, how Lee Suman defrauded all investment into SM since the very beginning, since BOA days, basically. Um, so if you're not wanting to read every single point, um, which girl, same, because it's 149 points, uh, the, I think, highlights of that dispatch piece were A, that this has been a family affair from the beginning. Like, Lisa Wan's parents were part of this. Uh, they, in terms of like weird family shit that you mentioned, yeah, like, his parents were part of the I plan. told y'all this his whole this whole family this whole family is weird as hell yeah um and then the secondary point was that um like we said Interpol were investigating this man and then the other thing was that Lee Suman has multiple companies and these are shell companies where he is likely you know laundering his money away from where he stole it from which is at least uh sm entertainment mm -hmm. 
So, <laughs> now, it's important to note here that these are all allegations. These are accusations. These are not things that, you know, Lee Suman is on trial for in court. So, again, allegedly, this is what this man has been doing the entire time that SM Entertainment has existed. Uh, as far as tax evasion goes, specifically why that affects um, SM Entertainment is that any time that they did not properly file taxes, including like planning or anything that Lee Suman individually was doing, that led to fines from the Korean Tax Revenue Service onto SM Entertainment, which is a big no-no in a lot of ways, uh, <laughs> which... Shout out to anyone who ever watched uh, The Wolf of Wall Street, because you'll learn about how you don't do that, and how basically tax evasion is pretty much how all of these major uh, crimes people get caught up. So if there's one people you, you need to pay, it's, it's taxes. Like, you, you, don't, you do not not pay taxes. Mm. Um, the second thing is embezzlement. Embezzle. 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 <laughs> and I just want to purposely highlight an accusation that uh, Chris Lee hurled at Lee Suman that to me signaled, oh, this man has lost it, which is that upon the sort of uh, hostile takeover from Align Partners where they, you know, issued their 12-point plan that SM had to implement in order to not sort of be exposed for all of this was, you know, to get rid of like planning, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> when S <laughs> when Lee Suman found out about all of this and came back and was like, okay, I, I kind of agree with this, but also what if instead of like planning, we do it through my other company, CTP? Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, sir, <laughs> Lee Suman has shell company upon shell company. Lee Suman has a Russian doll <laughs> around himself. Like he's the little, the little tiny, tiny one, and he's just inside of a bunch of shell companies. That man has had backup plan upon backup plan upon backup plan. He's not. So here's the thing: Lee Suman is not dumb. He may be a little off his rocker. Yeah. He may need therapy. But he's not stupid. He's been in this business for a long time. He knows how this business works and he knows how to work it in a very, might be illegal, allegedly dirty way. He knows how, a good businessman knows how to play dirty within the confines of the law. Lee Suman knows how to do that. So I'll, I'll say no, my opinion just, at the end, but. Yeah. Dog, I just can't, like. Of all the things, so I have a couple of things that baffled me. And this is someone who has, you know, lived through the 2008 financial crisis and seen, you know, the big short and learned about how all of these people got rich off of making people literally homeless. The audacity to hear, listen, we're not giving you extra money to do this production house thing. And to hear that and be like, okay, but try this other company because, like, are, mm. <laughs> are you insane? Yeah. 
you got it like dog what's going on <laughs> i can't like that was that to me was the most baffling part of all of this was at least on Lee Suman's part was that he literally had the audacity to be like okay like planning is over but like I still have this other company though like I, what part of they don't want to work with you no more are you not hearing yeah and then and then so I think what you just said about Lee Suman not being stupid is an important distinction because I feel like a lot of people suddenly got on Lee Suman's side because they felt as though Chris Lee was betraying him as like a family member. But like the way I just I rolled my so. eyes. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm just like I don't think so. I'm pretty sure that Lee Suman knew that this day was coming. Mm -hmm. He just didn't think that Chris Lee had the balls to do it. I don't think Chris Lee thought he had the balls to do it. And that's why he brought in Aligned Partners, to be honest. Right. So speaking of aligned partners, I had a mutual of mine. Well, I had just, I didn't make her do this. She just happened to do it because I asked a question and she was also curious, which is that like, who the fuck is aligned partners really? Cause they're not, they can't just be a random investor people. Cause they have no other like major investments on the books except for this SM entertainment thing. And they have ties to cow cow. Mm -hmm. So do with that what you will now after all of this you know with uh chris and dispatch and tax evasion and embezzlement and all of these accusations here is where we are today we can't say for sure what's going to happen because the courts have now gotten involved because lee suman officially sued SM Entertainment over the cacao deal, the courts have to decide whether or not he is correct in that lawsuit before anything can happen with cacao. On the Hybe side, if Korean tax uh, services decide that all of the information provided is correct and he was in indeed tax evading, they might freeze all of his assets, which would prevent the deal with Hybe from going through because yeah. then he would not be allowed to sell his shares. So Yeah, I think that Chris, in saying that, um, bringing up the tax evasion things, not only did we know this happened in 2000, there was a huge scandal about it, and having that behind him and saying that, I think he's just trying to play the long game right now and stall as much as possible, which brings me to my opinion. Do I think Chris Lee is going to come out the winner of this? I do not at all. Yeah. So you won't be alone in that. Um, one of the blogs that has been covering this also said that they pretty much see Hive getting these shares and that being that um a couple of things though about hybe that i think are of interest um especially to a lot of people who have been you know just gung-ho about this hybe purchase of sm um well it's not really a purchase but again let me just here are some things first of all the deal with hybe purchasing uh 18 percent which is what, or no, it's 14.8, so yes. practically 15% mm -hmm. of uh, 
Lee Suman shares in the company would make them effectively the majority shareholder. This does not mean that Hybe is just going to stop there. So, I mean, they stated they're going after like 30 or 40 percent. Um, yeah. So they're so, they've said it themselves. They're, they're hype is moving right now as if this deal is done. So exactly. Yeah. So for all of you naive, beautiful souls who believe that hype is a sort of white knight in this situation, they are not. Their intention is to become majority stakeholder by somewhat to 40 to 60 percent because they also intend to offer to buy other smaller shares of sm that are owned by other shareholders that are not lee suman or you know i think i i don't know which company it is that's behind lee suman in terms of shares but they're going to offer to buy that so like you said they're trying to get a vast majority of ownership of shares over SM. That is their mm-hmm. goal. So keep that in mind. And remember what I said about majority shareholders. They're not ever going to be this benevolent sort of ownership. They're going to influence the company's direction. Mm-hmm. Do we know how? We can make educated guesses. I'm a bit of a negative Nancy and a doomsayer, so I'm not going to say what I think uh, Hybe's intentions on what to do with SM will be. But all I'm saying is that from what they've said and what they're doing, they intend to control Hybe or Hive intends to control SM in the same way that they control Pletus. So stop saying that that's not going to happen because they said that's what they're trying to do. Um, Second thing, Chris Lee said, Hive has paid no cash dividends to investors to date. And that to me is extremely suspicious Mm -hmm. because that would indicate that they are broke. Um, And a secondary part of that is Hive had to take out a loan to buy these to to, you know do this deal with lee simon why does that scare me well it would essentially mean that hype is doing the exact same thing that lee simon was doing at the beginning of sm which is overvaluation of their stock prices and what and you okay you're gonna ask you're sitting to yourself if you're not a business person what the fuck is overvaluation and why should i care about it the reason why i lost my job my previous job (laughs) Sorry, exactly. <laughs> it's literally why I got laid off. Exactly, Kat. An important real life example, which is that if you overvaluate and do not make up for that overvaluation, it can lead to collapse and layoffs and just a bad time for everybody. Mm-hmm. So everyone who thinks, you know, oh, you know, Hive is going to purchase SM and my faves are going to get this, that and the third. I would be cautious about those beliefs because of this accusation from Chris and also uh, and I think he's got some standing to say that too because uh, I've also heard from other sources that investors at Hybe have been sort of on their necks about the lack of cash dividends 
in particular because their major moneymaker is on the bench right now. Yeah, I think it's really worrying that Hybe doesn't have this liquid cash ready to go. Um, like, I understand, like, this is opportunity, like, this quote-unquote coup, like, was fast and hard and they needed to come up. But, like, a company like Hive shouldn't be scrambling for money and taking out a loan. They should, like, at this yeah. point, they should not be doing that. And it is a little bit worrisome. I think they're in a state where they want to acquire, 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 uh, hoping that after acquiring all of this, um, that revenue from those acquisitions will kind of make up for, you know, whatever they're losing. But that's just not, it's not sustainable. It's really not. Yes, it's not sustainable. And investors do not like it when you just cash burn forever, essentially. Yeah, this Um, is why, this is literally, it's literally why the company that I used to work for, they're not completely under, they're still operating, but they're operating at, when I was laid off, there was still around 300 employees. They're operating with 150 employees and more leaving as the day goes on. You can't be in business. You can't be overly ambitious without yeah, the financial you backing. You really, really can't. You want to stay within a certain amount of confine, like a certain amount of the way I look at it is you look if you're looking at a spreadsheet or even like if you're looking at a line a line. You want to stay on one end, you're like a billionaire and making a bunch of money. And on the other end, you're like flat broke. Okay. You want to get to like the billion, whatever, but you're a lot closer at this point. Hive is a lot closer to being flat broke to being like a bajillion, trajillion air type of thing. So, and I want to add in that whole suspiciously overvalued thing um their market cap also suggests overvaluation oh absolutely Um, when i looked at their market cap the other day i'm like you're fucking joking there's no way i know bts is big but there's just no fucking way and when you consider the performance of these bts uh solos it's not making the se- not even a percentage of what the group as seven right. was doing. Right. So, yeah, I think you make an important point is that Hive, at least on paper, seems a lot closer to flat broke than they do to the sort of billionaire white hat saviors that some of you are propping them yeah. up to be. Like, don't think that these acquisitions and them like operating like this is a good thing it it's not it's it really does scare me also another thing that hype tends to do is to disband groups a lot of the instances that have happened have been with smaller groups and you know they might not have been in um in the best state which i totally understand but the fact that that's even happening and these companies are kind of just sitting there is very Mm -hmm. odd and very weird that should not be happening which makes me worry for sm subsidiaries or the companies that sm has acquired like mystic music like what's going to happen to billy like all of these things are things that have to be thought about 
when we're looking at the situation as outsiders because Hive does not have a good track record at all in this industry. And Billy is a perfect example because they are the subsidiary label and their profit margin would be seen as a cost liability Mm -hmm. rather than cost effective. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not the same as like, say XO where you know you're going to get a million copies out of fans every single album Mm -hmm. um, except for Obsession which is probably Lee Suman's fault somehow Somehow. (laughs) some of my favorite tweets about all of this mess is that Lee Suman was the one who told the cops that you know was where he was Lee Suman was the reason that uh, that nine (laughs) That we found out that Jaehyun was out during literally during COVID. Lee Suman is the reason why Obsession didn't sell a million copies. Literally. Now, all all of this to say, I'm just gonna give like my final opinion on all of this. I loved Chris Lee and Align Partners plan the sm 3.0 and i guess cacao Mm because they're kind of involved in that they're the ones that would have bought the shares in order to make this happen in order to fulfill what aligned partners had given sm the deadline to do um so cacao is kind of involved i love that plan honestly i thought it was great i thought every group kind of having their own little production quote-unquote company or thing was really great um like producing groups in the year of our lord 2023 as opposed to 2009 would be great for you know things to move forward in that direction i loved putting out that many albums in a year i honestly i love that plan i really really did i hope that that plan is still on the table but i don't see it happening with hybe taking over hybe has their own plan and if they do end up acquiring 40%, 30 or 40%, whatever they want, they will essentially own SM. They will have SM in a chokehold. So, mm-hmm. do I want this to happen? No, I don't. Also, I don't like Hive as a company in general. They don't, if, if you work at a tech company, you know you can go on blind and see like what um, employees post and things like that. Hive employees are not happy. Me on blind using my previous employer's email and my little translating app. Period. Yeah. Like, they're not happy. Those employees are not happy. So, I would hate for this to happen, but it's going to happen, in my opinion. Also, this is all speculation. The cacao injunction is on the 23rd. We don't know Mm -hmm. what's going to happen. All of this could be thrown out the window because Lee Suman did some shady shit, some tax evasion. All his assets are frozen. He can't legally sell his shares. So it is it is what it is. Also, SM employees don't want this. A majority of those don't want this. But there are also... Yeah, I was going to bring that up. 
Yeah, uh, that a blind survey of SM employees revealed that at least one third of the company believes that this is a hostile takeover situation on the part of Hive, and they don't want that, and they are siding with Chris and the co-CEOs yeah. and the board of directors. Yeah. Of but then Hive there's keeping Hive out. There's a lot of other people, you know, that you know are on Lee Suman's side in the company. A lot of artists in sm really respect lee suman um a lot of you know legends like you young jin things like that like there which is funny because didn't his brother like literally just leave sm yeah so he definitely just said i'm washing my hands of all of this because like, uh, i don't want to be involved and you know what he kind of reminds me of the color purple when everybody just started leaving when they knew a fight was gonna break out yeah like i i respect that um so to follow up your opinion my opinion is pretty much with yours i thought that SM, i think we agreed on the last week the last episode the sm 3.0 was a great idea and it would improve a lot of problems that sm was having especially with artists marketing and artists focus it's like if you have more staff you can handle more aspects instead of having to constantly be funneled through one individual's grand scheme uh i don't like hybe either um, I don't trust them. I absolutely think that, um, and this is just speculation again, you can disagree with me, uh, listeners and you as well, but like I, my, my doomsday belief is that uh, Hybe will absolutely disband as many groups as they believe that they can get away with. And still we'll end up with the same problems we have now which is prioritization will still be off um and you'll see and the way that i see this happening is that hive will essentially prioritize their own groups and sm groups will still operate but it will be clear that the company's investment in terms of marketing and you know interests will be on their own groups still um but again that's just my opinion i don't like hybe so of course i have this negative thought and <laughs> i'm just gonna say it the fact that they have not paid any cash dividends to investors today is not a good sign for solvency um i just don't think it's a good idea for sm to be in a company or under a conglomerate that is on the verge of collapse um that being said as you said we're playing the waiting game now. We have no idea how this is going to play out until we, A, get through this injunction hearing, B, figure There's, out what's Sorry to interrupt you, but 18 minutes ago, a video was uploaded to SM Town, the reason why SM is against Hive's hostile takeover. <laughs> like, this is just all we moving so fast. This. We couldn't even get through yeah. this recording. You know, I thought, I in my head, I was like, watch something happen while we're recording. And it did. And it did. Yeah. But basically, we're playing the waiting game here. We have to figure out whether or not any of this can legally happen. And 
now the Korean government is also getting involved, just writ large K-pop and cultural exports. So, yeah. And I think that here's my only little asterisk to I think Hive is going to end up taking the shares and everything's going to go their way. My little my little asterisk is the co-CEOs are making a lot of noise. S like Korea is a very um cancel culture pro cancel culture society. Like as soon as there's mm-hmm. like one thing that happens is like fuck that guy. So, I think the CEOs are counting on, as you said, painting Lee Suman in a really bad light um, in order to kind of be like on a moral high ground, kind of, um, mm-hmm. and be like, see this guy, look at what he's doing. Hybe is also not in the best light in Korea either. So I think that this is kind of the game they're playing, especially now with this video that came out 20 minutes ago. They're still talking about yeah. it. They're still putting this out there. They're still saying why they don't want this, why they don't need this, when the numbers aren't there for them. Like, if this was just yeah. strictly business, the numbers aren't there for them. Hybe is going to acquire these shares, period, end of story. It is what it is. But I think they're counting I on forgot that. To add, I forgot to add something mm. um, regarding Kakao um, and this injunction. And, you know the potential for Kakao to, uh, you know, have high blow a a 31-0 lead, which is if Kakao is able to prove that their intentions with the partnership with SM changed because of Hive's offer, they are prepared to essentially buy up under Hybe by offering more for their tender offer to mm-hmm. get past Lee Suman's 14% or whatever. I don't um, think there's which they enough. could do. They could do it because they have way more money to burn than Hybe. True, but that is counting on the fact that a lot of these shareholders are willing to sell. Even right. at and a premium. The thing is... Right. And the thing is, they can literally choose to sell because these prices are higher than they have ever been for SM stock because of this bidding war, essentially. Um, But yeah, you're right. They could choose not to sell and then it still ends up with Hive's game. This is essentially Hive's game to lose Mm -hmm. at this point. Um slandering them in the press speaking of that aspect chris did say it is interesting that hive seemed to not know about lee suman and his little offshore accounts but decided to get into bed with him anyway i thought that was an interesting accusation mm-hmm. uh hive came back and said we had no idea which my opinion is they absolutely knew about it um it's just better to appear to be incompetent at doing your due diligence rather than admit you are willingly working with a tax evader. So, um, and besides, like, and here's the other thing too, is like, when have you ever heard of someone spending like 
half a billion dollars on something and not doing their due diligence into what they're purchasing Uh, like that's just a straight up lie like even if i'm purchasing like a shoes off amazon i'm looking at the reviews to make sure that my investment is the right one that i'm buying from the right seller it just doesn't make sense a lot like we've touched on this three times i think this episode like hive is not great (laughs) it's not a great company they are just as shady if not as shady as sm it's just it's the nature of how these companies are run so like honestly to me if it was hype or if it was another entertainment like if jyp was buying was like doing this i'd be like absolutely not no this is yeah this is this is bad yeah and so that brings me to a couple of final points that i wanted to make uh which is about the people who will be harmed by this the most, Um, which is it's always going to be the lower level employees and the artists themselves. One thing, this is speculation, but Boa has seemed to be very upset since the year started. And I wouldn't be surprised if it has everything to do with this. In some ways, I feel like Boa seeming checked out of Got the Beat, despite, you know, being very checked in for it when it was just starting, is very indicative of how she feels about everything going down. Um, Especially because, essentially, after that dispatch report, Lisuman has been robbing these artists since day one. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, I think I said this to my friend who's a lawyer, Seasony, like, if I was an SM Idol right now, I would be looking into my own personal legal representation to make sure that this man did not steal money from me. Because um, that's a fucked up thing to learn about, too, right? It's like, you have this person who literally made your career, made you a star, and they've been stealing from you. Like... That's not a good feeling to have, especially this guy who props himself up as being like, you know, family or whatever. Yeah. And to that point, if I was personally, if I was an artist within SM, I would have lost all respect for Lee Suman at this point, regardless of Mm -hmm. what career has happened for me, regardless of that, because Lee Suman has always been adamant that he will not sell to Hybe. He knows what kind of company Hybe is. He knows what you know, they have been doing to groups and what could possibly happen to me as an idol, a group that I'm possibly in. But because of my pettiness, I am willing to throw you all away as Lee Suman in order to get my money. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. He called, Lee Suman called Hybe first, by the way. After years of saying no, 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 Lee Suman went beep, beep, boop, boop. Bang PD, guess yeah. what? Have I got a deal for you? Like, that's crazy. For me, I would be like, I have lost all respect for you. I thought you cared about this company. I thought you cared about your artists, but you're willing to throw us to the wolves, essentially, for money and to possibly not go to jail, but mostly for money. So that's... Right. Wow. That, and Yeah. And that's why I said, when he said... Or that's why I said he went to hell with this deal. Hell in a handbasket. Um, so that brings me to my last point about people who will be harmed by this, which is 
K-pop in general. And you might be thinking, Tara, how is it that K-pop in general be harmed by this? It would mean that HYBE as a conglomerate would have some crazy number like 60 or 70% of market share when it comes to K-pop. Do you think that those groups that are labels like Starship and uh, Very Very and just like groups that are at those smaller labels can survive when they have to go against HYBE money and investment? K-pop is already a gamble for mm. smaller labels. Like this, this conglomerate owning that many K-pop groups is not good for competition. And the thing about that too is that we know that HYBE has a signature sound. Do we want that to happen to SM groups? Personally, no. I don't want Shiny to have the fucking auto-tune overlay that has plagued SM boy or HYBE boy groups. Like, we lived through the auto-tune era of oh, <laughs> Ring Ding Dong. Boy, did we. <laughs> like, I don't want that to happen to Shiny. And I don't want that to happen to NCT, for that matter. And an important thing, too, when it comes to NCT, what do you think HYBE will do when they see that they have all of these trainees who are supposed to go into a group, but it would be less expensive to just end their contracts? Yep. Yep. And also, just in so terms of people- sound, like, all of these producers that we've come to know and love, they're not going to stick around for this mess, I promise you. Nobody wants to be involved in this. Yeah, that's the other thing, too, is, like, and this is why, you know, Chris Lee is evil, mastermind, I hate him. All of y'all can say that and do that, but remember, the way that the SM sound sounds like in the last decade is due in part large to Chris Lee's work on the production side. Mm -hmm. So, like, you can't ignore these things. And, again, I just want to talk about, like, the harm that might come to these idols is that a lot of their careers just might end overnight if this happens because it would be cheaper to end their contracts than to debut them. SM has what amount of trainees right now that just are chilling? Yep. And finally, I just want to say that no matter what happens, I am on the side of the artists and idols. Mm-hmm. I don't give a shit about Chris, really. I don't give a shit about Lee Suvan, especially now. How are you going to rob Wavy? They don't got no money. <laughs> <laughs> it's sad, but probably. Like, and I still, in my, and I am still of the opinion that none of this would have ever happened if Lee Suman hadn't felt the need to double and triple dip into profits. You if he would have sat there and s- ate his fucking food. <laughs> oh my God. Literally, you were set for life just as a majority shareholder. Mm-hmm. You had no reason. They were going to let you cook, my guy. Mm-hmm. And you just couldn't let it go. 
And that's why my blame lies solely on Lee Suman, because none of this would have ever happened if he had just let go of his position as CEO and let go of the whole like planning thing and just, you know, I'm going to just chill with my shares and y'all do SN 3.0. Yeah. I'm honestly, fine with that. That, like, it would have been... It would have been great. The The plan that they had for SM 3.0 made a lot of sense. It was really great. I am, at the end of the day, I am an international fan on the other side of the world, has no ties to any of this. Realistically, I do not care. <laughs> you know what I'm going to do tomorrow? I'm going to go watch my little NCT videos and have some serotonin. All I care about is these artists you know, being able to live their dreams, do what they love to do, sing, make their money, be healthy. That's all I care about at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Whether the hype acquisition, they're not being acquired, but whether the hype thing happens or not, whatever. Whatever. Yeah. I just want, I just want to be able to listen to my faves sing. That's literally it. Outside of that, JYP could acquire Hive and then acquire SM. Like I, it's it is it is what it is. <laughs> Honestly, I'm you know so just like and this is also I think, but I also think that this is important to talk about because there's so much misinformation and a lot of people, especially on Twitter and online, love to panic and love to just like sling accusations out there. And I think it's really important that everybody just takes the time to understand these things because down the line, could this lead to more serious problems? Yes. And we need to understand how we got here um, and Mm. where we're going. Like that's very, very important. Um, But please like do your research. Don't also don't only listen to this episode and be like, I understand it. No, I'm going to put like links to like articles and stuff in the show notes so that people can make their own opinion but i think it's really important to actually do that research if you do care about this side of the industry yeah and here's my thing is like it's not that i necessarily you know give a shit about like all of this it's mostly just like a nerd thing like i think it's interesting from a nerd perspective but ultimately i just want my faves to continue to make good music and enjoy their careers Mm -hmm that's it Mm -hmm. like if i felt that that was going to be the end result of a hive acquisition i'd be on board unfortunately i don't think that that is their plan so unfortunately all signs point to what we've seen in the past three or four years from hive which is not great that's honestly that's my only worry is that hive has this track record um but this episode could we've been talking for an hour and a half and it could all be for nothing because we don't know what's going to happen so yeah we we're still in the waiting game it really just depends on what the courts say and also one silver lining is that even if hybe gets their 14.8 percent uh this doesn't necessarily mean that their tender offer for other shares will go through and they will still have to answer to a board of directors appointed by sm entertainment's other investors so you know we're not all the way there yet in any degree but it's still very worrying in terms of what we've seen from hive before um 
and with that being said, all of this, just one more, one more last thing. All of this is also slow going. If this does end up happening, um, and Hype does acquire these shares, it's not going to be an instant like switch. This is going to take time. If Hybe is smart, they will look into SM more thoroughly than they have to figure out what exactly is going on. Um, so I think it's it's going to take time. So don't freak out just yet. Every Right now, today, at this moment, everything's okay. It's not fine. But the building isn't burning. There's a little bit of smoke. Yeah. You can smell it a little bit. Just open a window for yeah, now. Yeah, there's a little bit of smoke. You can smell it. They got uh, Kyungsu on TikTok, so you know it's serious. <laughs> oh, my God. When I saw that, I was like, damn, okay, you know what? Maybe it's not as good as I thought. They said, uh, get these idols back <laughs> to distracting. <laughs> oh, my God, bro. But, yeah, um, hopefully this episode was informative as that was our intention we're not trying to you know tell you what to think um you're fully allowed to disagree with us uh about certain things but we did preface all of our opinions so you know factually the facts are what they are and uh good luck and godspeed and for some of you uh <laughs> and for a wild time yeah yeah and with that, <laughs> NCT song of the week. Well, I didn't know we were picking one for this episode. We don't have to. I can just close this out with a random NCT song. Yeah. If you want. Yeah, I think. I think that's good. I, I didn't think of one. So, yeah, sorry. It, yeah, it's the, the, the block is hot. I understand. Um, but yeah, so once again, shout out to my uh, lawyer season e friend for all of her thoughts and advice. Shout out to every mutual of mine who uh, weighed in, gave me their thoughts, did translations, found translations, sent me links, and listened to me rant about all of this for the past two weeks. <laughs> Um, shout out to listeners and all of our patrons on Patreon. And Kat, where else can you find the NCT podcast online? Y'all can find us on Twitter mostly. It's at NCT Podcast. And it's so funny that we've always made the joke SM pay us out for the name of this podcast of NCT everyone. But I don't know if I want that anymore. <laughs> so, um, hi, Plenty. Yeah, I don't want that anymore, so I take that back immediately. Um, but yeah, there you can find uh, Tara's thirst tweet about Jaehyun, um, and you can find our link tree with links to all of our sister podcasts and Patreon, which we have content, new content on Patreon, so go check that out. Yeah, and if you're a patron on Patreon, you'll hear this episode when it still matters. <laughs> right? <laughs> this is moving so fast. Like, literally 30 minutes ago, a new video dropped. And something I want to point out, I, like, clicked on it, and it was, like, running while we were talking, and I looked down, and the slides for their deck are in English, so they're appealing to international fans right now. Or, like, the international world. Like, this is way beyond just Korea right now for them. 
Yeah, it's uh, it's real out here, um, but we'll be reporting live as long as we can. See y'all in the next one. Love you, bye! Literally 20 minutes ago.